Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. Hello, Oscar Osorio. How's it going? Hi, how's it going? I'm I'm pretty good and thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure. Um, and uh, you're coming all the way from Peru today, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I'm here in Peru. Nice, man. Whereabouts? Sorry, like, what was that? Uh, where, whereabouts in Peru? Kind of, is it near Lima or? Yeah, 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 I'm in Lima. Oh, I, was, I was surprised that you asked that because I... Normally, the people don't don't ask that. They just uh, they, they I say Peru, and it's like, oh, here in, I'm in the country. But yeah, I'm, I'm in Lima, in the capital. Yeah, well, well, well yeah, <laughs> that's great, man. That's great. But yeah, Peru is quite a few times bigger than the UK, so it's uh, it's a big country. So saying Peru is like, you know, I'm kind of like generally in north northwestern europe <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah, <gonna> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah no man um, it's great great to have you on the show um and for the listeners who haven't come across you just yet what do you do in the world of comics yeah so i i'm pretty new to to the world of comics here i'm i, I try to say that i'm pursuing my passion because i'm I'm an economist. I had the, the profession. I worked for a corporate firm for five years, but recently I got this uh, personal opportunity and now I'm full-time into comics. And yeah, this all answers uh, to, to this desire of working in what I'm passionate about and creating stories and trying to lift something into the industry because there's been uh, the past... 10 plus years I've been reading and writing and learning about comic books and it's something that I've loved and I know that this is my place to be so right now I'm, I'm working towards my goals and trying to survive by making comics. That's awesome man, good for you. Um, and uh, at the moment you have a um, a crowdfunding campaign on Zoop uh, called My... Um, an ever never-ending adventure so tell us a little bit about that yeah so this book is um kind of what i wanted to show and share uh from my experience these past months uh making this life-changing decision and going into something that i'm passionate about but at the same time it's like you are working at another job and you feel burnout and you feel anxiety about the future and stuff and then you move into your passion and you think that everything is going to be good because you're doing what you love. And everyone says that if you do what you love, you're not working and yada, yada. But in reality, it's like you are entering a new world of fears and, and fear of disappointment. And maybe you're not good enough. You have self-doubt and everything. And <clears throat> it's not easy to, to do this and it's not going to fix you immediately. So... This story is, is about this, this struggle of making this life-changing decision, going into something completely new and trying to survive from that. So I put these feelings of, of fear, of anxiety, but also of hope and having fun because it's like you are doing what you want. So it's a story that mixes the human side with everything I've, I've just told you and the struggles and 
the the pressure to work from you from what you love but also the fun of superheroes of action comics and uh, of adventures because those are the elements that made me fell in love with comics in the first place so i wanted to put that in the page as well so it's a mix between uh this really human tale very personal for me because i'm sharing stuff from my own experience but also embellished with details such as fighting and a quest and goofiness silly jokes and stuff like that that I appreciate so much from comics when I started reading them. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Um, and who's who's the artist that you're working with? So I'm I'm working with four artists, and the idea is that because this character is struggling with his mental health, he thinks he has uh, ADHD, and he gets this mental dispersion, and he's thinking about one thing, but then gets distracted and starts talking about something else, and then you get like a notification from your phone and you get distracted and start uh, discussing something else or thinking about what mm. you have to do tomorrow, what are you going to eat? So something mm. that I have experienced in my life and I wanted to put this into the page. So there's a main story, uh, but when the protagonist is talking and he gets another thought, then he's going to travel to these different worlds and these different worlds or side stories are going to be a different art style from the main story and from each other. So you know that you are in something completely new. It's a different thought. It's something that spawned from his his own destruction. But at the end of the day, this is all going to be related. And these are different thoughts, but it's the same person. So there's a reason why he's having these thoughts. And yeah, I, I wanted to integrate all that. So I'm working with uh, Vinicius Carreiro from Brazil for the main story. And with Terry Suska, Amalas Rosa, and Mary Landro from Italy, Germany, and Canada for the, the side stories. And the, the combination of all their styles has been great because you know it's the same character, you know it's the same story that's going on, but you realize that something has changed. And, and mm. this is what I wanted to put in, in the page as someone that's talking and then he gets distracted and starts talking about something else. And it's like a completely different thought, a completely different conversation, but it's coming from the same person and yeah. it's related. Yeah. That's a great concept. That's really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, if folks want to go check it out, obviously you can just search on Zoop, a never ending adventure. Um, and the links are in the show notes, folks. Um, and where else can people find you online, Oscar? Yeah, I'm online uh, on Twitter at OscarOM29. So in there, I've been promoting the campaign like crazy. I'm trying to be more active in there and start commenting on people, boosting other creators and trying to be a part of the community. I've been like a lurker for a long time, but <laughs> from, from the past uh, maybe a year or a year and a half that I've been actively posting and writing reviews and opinions and trying to contribute to comics. I'm more and more active, so in there I'm going to start. Oh, well, I'm already posting a lot of stuff. And also I'm on Substack at oscarwins.substack.com. Uh, and in there I'm going to publish longer form articles, still promoting my, my book and my future work, but I'm going to try to uh, show my process, show uh, what... In, what uh, contributed to my decisions in the in the writing process of this book and in my next work and I'll try to create like a 
a useful portal for upcoming creators to maybe learn something from from a peer because I think that for me that would have been useful when I started and also mm. it's different to learn from established creators that maybe do the stuff differently yeah. uh, than to learn from someone that's also starting and they are making it so you can probably see and see oh this person is in the same uh, doing the same as me or maybe he's doing something better exactly. or maybe I'm doing something better and we can start talking with yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think putting yourself out there in in social media is great because it allows this collaboration. Hundred percent, and that's a really good point. Actually, kind of when you do have established creators that that might have got into the industry, kind of you know in the nineties, for instance, yeah. you know, try try trying to give advice to up and coming creators about how to get into the industry. I mean, they're they're obviously looking at it from a completely different perspective as to somebody that's currently trying to break in or has recently broken in to the industry um so yeah no that's that's really powerful man that's uh, good of you to do, to do that for sure um now that aside i've got some bad news for you and that is a super volcano has erupted and you know there's lava and ash absolutely everywhere across the globe um so my question for you is what is your action plan for survival yeah so i i get this a lot of thought i i like that <laughs> uh, when when i'm doing this this uh type of, of interviews and stuff i've been put into situations that are like kind of this situation and i like to think about it maybe i think about it too much and it takes a lot of my time, but I I thought about it and yeah, my 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 first answer was going to be like you need to find yourself a, a Russian millionaire that buys a ticket to the Ark, and then at the <laughs> last second you get into the Ark and you are safe. But that's that's nice. a plot for for 2012. <laughs> so then I I started thinking about that, and I think that my my safest choice was. Like with the volcano stuff, the 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 biggest problem is the the whole ash stuff that is like yeah. in the air and it pollutes everything and it makes everything it touches completely. You can't grow anything. You can't live in there because you're going to yeah. suffocate and and it's mm-hmm. going to be so toxic. So I and I'm here in Peru, so I thought that maybe you have to go like near the equator to yeah. have a best chance of having like the, the best land, the best climate. I think every day in the year is sunny in there. It's like you don't have to worry about the cold. You're not going to worry about the like the fog or or having the cloudy days and stuff like that. So the first of all is like look and and well if the if the volcano is there that's really sad but I was I was <laughs> hoping the volcano were in, in another different part of the of the world. So the first was run away from the lava and then establish myself in the equator in, in some country, Venezuela maybe, and just try to, to live there because it's like the, the lava will reach some point. So you cannot run that, but the ash and the, the air gets polluted and and it's uh, that that will uh, affect all the planet. So you, you can go maybe like, uh, underground but yeah i was thinking more of getting into fertile land and trying to survive there with access to to the ocean access to rivers 
So, yeah, trying to get advantage of the, that nice climate. Nice, sounds very, very scenic. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, is, is anybody going to be joining you? Um, yeah, I could take my 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 family, my girlfriend. If I can take friends, I, I can go you with bet. friends. Yeah, yeah, the, the most people I can save, the better. Absolutely, man. Um, and so, yeah, no, you, you managed to kind of make this uh, nice little sanctuary um, on, on the coast of Venezuela. And, you know, you've got everything that you need. Sounds pretty good. Um, and uh, one evening around the campfire, your friends start chatting about, you know, your love of comics and things like that. And the first question they ask is, what's the first comic you remember enjoying? Yeah, yeah, this was a, a great question. So also, um, besides being mm. uh, like pushed into uh, really hard like situations or uh, hypothetical scenarios, I've also been having a lot of this this type of questions that made me think about my my whole life as a comic book reader. And my memory isn't great, so my my first answer when I see any of those questions like what were yeah, like your first comic and everything it's like the first thing that pops into my head i think that's the best answer so here is like the first comic and it was the straczynski with romita jr story coming home from amazing spider-man i have that cover in my brain like i think that's the first comic i i read i think it was even before my father no it was before um, a local newspaper started publishing comics in Peru. So it was before that. I, I don't remember the exact details, but my father came back from a trip and he brought this this comic book. It was like, I think it was because it had Spider-Man on the cover. And and yeah, I remember one of that and, and maybe another book that had uh, a Pikachu in the cover. But that's, that's all I remember. And yeah, I I, I don't remember reading it. I guess I, I enjoy it because that's why I'm here today. But I've read that story many, many times uh, since, and I love that story. It's it's so cool. That's awesome, man. Um, and sorry, how old were you when you got this? Um, I'm not sure. So if if I try to do like some quick math, maybe like twelve or thirteen, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, like I think that. I think that's that's around because yeah. uh, a couple cool. years later, I know it was in 20, 2010 that the local newspaper started publishing comics, and I got like comic books from from like the stores and and stuff. But before yeah. that, reading comics was and, and it was a small, so I, I didn't have like many access to to buying stuff online or or anything like yeah. that. So for me, it was like if if it wasn't like in the big supermarket or in department stores i i couldn't see it so this right, was like the first think. comic i i remember seeing like the the, the picture of spider-man in in a book yeah because uh, what's what is the comic scene like in peru um are there many con- comic shops at all or yeah so here there's been a, a debate going on for for the past months about mm. if there's an industry here and and the mm. unfortunate answer is that there isn't and there's a lot of 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 uh, it's a, an open debate so there's a lot of stuff to to go on from from that but the main reason is um 
there's no uh, enough distributing uh, points. So yeah. yeah, we do have some comic shops mm-hmm. here, like like stores, but there's there's so few of them, and they are not in accessible places. So there's like this mm-hmm. this uh, mall that you know it's the the meeting point for people that love comic books and manga and anime and everyone know everyone knows that that's the spot but other than that you can find them in libraries maybe but libraries are not mm-hmm. specialized in comic books and mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 a it's a problem here because there's a lot of creators but there's also a lot of fan art they don't do other digital work but it's understandable mm-hmm. because you can publish it here because no one wants to publish it and no one is working towards that. They are publishing some comics, but it's more like uh, like uh, book adaptations of, of some famous works in here or um, like so few, so few works get published and yeah. it, they are more related to the book industry rather than the own comic book industry. So right, right now it's better. <laughs> At least it's better than, mm. than, I don't know, five years ago or 10 years ago. Yeah. But there's a lot of room to to continue growing, and and that was the well besides our stuff. But that's one of the reasons I'm publishing this book for for the US as a, as a crowdfunding campaign in the US. Yeah, and I'll probably bring it here. But once it's done, because if I do something like crowdfunding here, mm-hmm. I know it's not going to work. It's not going to be easy, and I'm working towards making this book a reality. So. Maybe this book, and I, I'm excited to see if this book will be uh, well received for, by a Peruvian audience. I, I'm thinking it will, but yeah. Uh, here we are used to other type of books. I think that people are in in that phase, like like the industry was in the US, uh, maybe like 20 years ago. Like everyone loves superheroes, and they are into the stories, and they love the movies, mm. but indie comic books and books that talk about like different themes it's 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 difficult to put them in in the shelves and i think that people still have this idea that comic books are all superheroes all for kids Mm. or for people that 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 like like me that they are big time uh, fans and they have like big collections and everything so it's not for the general audience and i'm working towards trying to fix that to teach people that Comic books, manga, and everything is not just for kids. There's books that are not even for kids because they are mature. So mm-hmm. you need to stop thinking like that. But it's a long way to go here. Yeah, for sure. Well, maybe this is the start, you know, um, and uh, a never-ending adventure is going to be just yeah. that, a never-ending <laughs> adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. Um, so, heading back to the campfire, um, what's the funniest comic that you've read? Yeah, so uh, I remember discovering this book, God Creates Astronauts by Brian Brown. So, yeah, this book is 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 uh, one of a kind. It's really fun. It's It has completely... Uh, like goofy stuff like uh, it's a silly humor it's it's like uh something that i i deeply enjoyed so i've, I've had this this debate for, with many people but for example i love adam sandler movies and that's my type of humor and i know that's like it, it, that there's some problematic aspects in those movies but 
that's my type of humor, like silliness, being so stupid that it makes me laugh. And this book is like so out there. It has, uh, it has a character that's called Admiral Tiger eating a cheeseburger, and the character is a tiger eating a cheeseburger. So amazing! I thought Love I that. thought that was that was so cool. And and I actually talked to to Ryan, to the creator, about this, and I I asked him like what what uh was the process behind this because it's like it's so out there it's like it's so great that you got to do this because it's like you put every, anything that you want and and it goes so it's so random that it it makes it really cool because even though it has like this this stupid humor and funny stuff and and a, a fight fights and adventure behind it you know that this creator did whatever they want they had completely freedom because it's yeah. impossible to do that with without uh, every every inch of freedom that you can have for doing this book. And he for for him he was doing another book and he told me like this was his his vacation. So he was using this book as a form of resting and creating these stories. And then like he he realized that this was this was a book. This was like promising. And then they did the book and the book was successful and i think there's been another kickstarter related to this book that just ended so right. yeah this 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 was great i discovered it like kind of late i think it was like last year but it was super fun super fun and i love this type of, of books because for me as an aspiring creator uh, at the time and right now like i'm a first-time creator you see that this is that comic books is not limited by by anything. You can do stuff like this, like it's completely random. It's like who thought of this? What? Why are they doing this? But at the end of the day, it works, and there's an audience behind it. And you think so? If if this was successful, I can create anything. And not to say this is like a bad book because it's an excellent book, but it's so out there. It's so creative. It but yeah. and 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 yeah, it's like. Th- He's the only one that could have done this because it's so so. If if someone else comes and tells me that they thought about the same stuff, it's impossible because it's so random. It's like he's playing with anything, and, and for me, it's like I can create anything. And if I uh, create a good story, a good backstory, good fight scene, good art, and everything, it can work. And that's really encouraging, and that's great. Yeah, it's really cool, man. And yeah, no, I just. Uh was uh checking it out online and yeah you can read the first issue for free on the image websites of the original series um and yeah no it's pretty out there um <laughs> but uh if you if you, which is great it's absolutely fantastic um that you got you know such uh such creative control over this um because uh yeah no you, he he certainly hasn't held back <laughs> in, in how bizarre and wild it is so yeah definitely go check that out folks and um yeah no so here's as you just said his kickstarter for for a follow-up series called god hates astronauts again <laughs> uh yeah it's thirty-five thousand dollars. he just uh just raised so that's awesome yeah him. yeah i think that with that type of book you get a following and you know they're yeah. gonna be loyal because it's one of a kind there's no one doing something yeah like that. no it's totally if you like that book he's the only one that can do it that way and i think that's that's really cool and good no, for really him cool. that he can put yeah anything that he wants in a book and it will work so it speaks a lot of of his own ability to tell stories 
You bet, man. That's really cool. Really cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, heading once again back to the campfire. We're changing <laughs> gears quite suddenly. And, and that is what's the saddest, almost upsetting moment in a comic that you've read? Yeah, so I remember reading this one. I was exploring I, uh, the, the work by, by Tom Taylor. And I got to his friendly neighborhood, Spider-Man. And that book is really cool. I think that there's a lot of stuff that been been happening on over the years with like the alternative Spider-Man titles with Spectacular Spider-Man and Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man that is really cool and usually they focus on the main book, like Amazing Spider-Man. But this there's a great stuff in there and this story was was uh really cool. It's like the first appearance of spider bite and it's the number six of this series i was searching it's like friendly neighborhood spider-man volume two number six and yeah i think that talking about the book it, it, will, it will be if, if if you have read it you know what i'm talking about it. if you haven't this is a, a great experience to have for the first time i wasn't aware that this was going to happen and it, it like changes the tone of the book and it goes into something really deep, really human with with Spider-Man and this sidekick, the Spider-Bite. And yeah, I think that with, with this type of, of feelings of sadness and like the negative feelings, what shocks you more is the, the unexpected. So here I wasn't... Because you, if you read like a a drama or a story of a, like a love story but you know that the type of stories that are going to end with a, with something sad or with something that is going to be heartbreaking you are expecting that so i usually try to run away from from those stories i don't like to be sad when i watch movies or watch series or read so i i try to not not read that so this time i wasn't expecting that i, I wasn't going for this story that's Talking about like the, the human side of people and and yeah that it hit me right in the fields. So that that was I remember being like like impressed because it's really really good, but it was sad and, and yeah, it's like a, sure man, it, it hits you hard and and it, that's great because it it showed a range of of Spider Man as a character and exactly. you can be reading like the fights and uh, the, the classic plot and the quests and, and everything. But then mm. you get this type of human stories and you're not mm. expecting that. <laughs> so it mm. hits hard. For sure, man. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's incredible what comics can do to us, isn't it? Um, they can uh, t- turn us from, uh, you know, happy to sad in an instant <laughs> yeah 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 that's a prime example yeah yeah i remember reading like i, I think that this is like a, a self-contained story like uh for different from from the rest and i was reading it as a in, in the trade I, I don't remember if it's like like the start of, of a trade or, or where is it but you start reading the the other stories and you have like something going on in there and then you get this and you think it's going to continue with the same tone, like having a Spider-Man, cracking jokes and uh, 
beating the bad guys, but then you have this type of story and it's like, oh, where did this come from? It's so sad, but it's it's awesome and it shows you the, the possibilities in comics. So I, I love this type of books that like take you to to, um, uh, to feel something different than, than the epicness and, and like the happiness of books because it shows you the, the range of, of comics sure man that's really cool and uh talking of the range of comics uh what's the scariest almost horrifying moment in a comic that you've read yeah so uh for the horrifying part uh this was also because of, of how unexpected it is and now that i think about it this the the time i, I was reading this this comic this was during the marvel event siege uh so i think that i was maybe 15, 16, no older than 17 year old. And I was reading Marvel for my first years. I was only reading Marvel. I didn't know about like indie comic books. So probably something from DC, but for me it was just Marvel and I was enjoying these characters and, and everything. And in this comic book, there's this scene when the sentry rips Ares, the, the God of War, in half. And it's explicit, and it has like an explosion of blood and guts, and and it destroys the character. He's like they are fighting, and they are fighting between heroes, and it's like you, you, for example, in Civil War, it's like they fight, but no one gets destroyed. But here, it's like you have this the Sentry that's super, super powered, uh, overpowered even in comparison to to everyone else, and you have Ares, and this clash happens, and he gets completely destroyed and it's on the page is like you see the full splash of blood and and his body and that was that was horrifying because i i i felt like a lot of of things it was like uh i wasn't expecting that in this comic book i haven't seen that in any other comic books because usually marvel is not, not that explicit uh, I felt bad because of how he died. So it's like you're fighting and then you get like, you not only get killed, but you get like destroyed. So it's like, it's it's impactful for me. And yeah, that was that was hard to read. That was hard to read. I kept thinking about it. And you can say that I've been thinking about that until today because it's mm-hmm. something that uh, stood with me all these years. Yeah, man, for sure. And uh, just kind of doing a, a cursory search on it i mean i've I've managed to find the page um if you've got a delicate you know stomach don't don't look it up but um yeah no it's uh it is it's pretty uh hardcore uh but it's also you know the it's on reddit it seems to be the most graphic gory scene ever read in a comic like that's what people are saying. <laughs> yeah, saying, yeah, no, it's it definitely is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's something that that I, I know that people know when when you talk about that because um, in, at the time for me I was just starting with books and everything, but then I discovered that this is something that really shook people and and yeah, yeah, it, it was some was something unexpected. It this is like a book for for kids and or teens and. It gets really explicit and, but but it works with the story. It's it's yes, cool it because makes it, sense it, though. yeah yeah exactly it makes sense it makes sense it was like a display of power, but 
that was hard to watch, especially if you were like rooting yeah. for Ares in the fight and you see, oh, he's going probably to he's to, going to defeat this this super powered person and then he gets destroyed. So it's it's kind of sad. You you are in shock, and yeah, it it's it was hard to read. Hardcore man, hardcore. <laughs> uh, now uh, moving moving on to my favorite question, and that is, what is your favorite cover? Yeah, so as I, as I said it uh, in the beginning, um, I, I haven't uh, think of like my favorite cover like ever because <laughs> these are questions. This is a really hard question because having it read <laughs> what the, the, the amount of comics I've read, it was hard to think of a cover. So I went with what I told you. So when when I think of cover, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Mm-hmm. And it was Bad Girl Twenty Five the Joshua Middleton variant. Mm-hmm. So that that cover is it's uh it's it's like a close up of, of Bad Girl's face and yeah. I thought I thought she looked cute and I bought I bought that cover. And yeah usually this type of books trying to buy a book because the character looks looks nice or maybe there's like this this whole uh, like debating comics where you show characters in in different poses and mm. and yeah the, and and it can be like oh I got this because like the the cover was sexier and stuff but here it it I think it was I I felt like it was cute I'm I'm not usually thinking of buying like this this sexy cover where there's a uh, usually mm. women showing lots of skin and mm. that's what grabs the people but here I, I I thought she looked like cute it's like her face it's like She's looking at you. It's it's really cute, mm-hmm. and I love the cover. I I got it, and that's what I thought. I'm usually not much uh, expressive when it comes to liking like someone for for their looks. Mm-hmm. So here it was like I I like it so much that I I made a reception because even trying to like buying something like this, it's like. I, I get like uh, shy with with buying it because it's like oh you're buying it because you think this is this is cute right because it's like not showing anything from the comic book, but here yeah I think that for me to to have done that I think that it shows that I really like that cover I, I yeah yeah I, I enjoy that cover so yeah I think that's that's the cover I I chose I think that this this story of like. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's 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 actually it's it's really cool, and I think that it's the kind of of beauty that I uh, search mm-hmm. like in in my in my life. It's not like so. Yeah. I think that that's that's uh, like it, it's better that that having, for example, like the character in a bikini, and yeah, it doesn't make sense because here it's like she's in costume, she's in her bad girl costume, and she's just looking at you. So I think that. Yeah, that that was like a, something that you don't see much in comic books, like having these these covers of people that are cute, rather than sexy. And I yeah. think that for me, I trying to find like the cuteness in people or or in in people that I like, mm-hmm. rather than if, if they look sexy or something like that. So yeah, yeah that's that's and the, it's it like just to kind of like put it in perspective for people, yeah. just because like they might not. Um, uh, know the cover quite so well. I mean, if you if you're able to to search online, folks, just search Batgirl twenty five Joshua Middleton, 
variant and it will come up um but uh yeah it's it's the one where it's it, it's really lifelike like it looks like a photo almost doesn't it um yeah which yeah, is yeah. incredible okay. um <laughs> and uh yeah no as you say like she's looking very cute she looks like you know she's got a good soul uh really um and uh yeah no it's uh it's just it's it's a really interesting composition um the shadows even the shadow of the of the hand on on her jaw is really well done um and i mean yeah even the hand like to to be able to achieve that as an artist is just incredible um to have like drawn a, a lifelike hand with a glove on it with like the the sewing um hems on the actual glove itself and i don't know it's just it's it's incredibly impressive really yeah (laughs) yeah yeah no it's 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 uh like artistically it's a really good cover and i think that's what Mm. makes it like so appealing because well it's like you you see beauty in in perfection right so Mm -hmm. here it's like it's almost too perfect for for uh, like a real human. Yeah, it literally does look like but, a photo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. So, it's wild. so and, and you see the the expression in her eyes. It's like she's she's sharing something. Like you, you see that it, it's got like life in its eyes. Yes. So absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really, really great cool. cover. Nice one, man. Nice one. Uh, now, uh, what comic do you repeatedly read the most? Uh, here, I think the 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 answer. Well, so first of all, I don't do much rereads because there's so much to read that usually yeah, right. I I try to avoid reading the same thing twice and and even more than than two times. It's like it's it's uh it's a lot. I have so many stuff that I haven't read, and when I think about rereading something, it's like really want to read that again, or you want to read some of the the many trades and books and everything that you have in you have in your your pending uh, pile but I was thinking about it and I think it's the killing joke and it's because of two reasons and the first one is that it has a lot of editions and mm-hmm. they managed to make them all look good so mm-hmm. I've been buying that book I bought that book many times here in, in even when they do like the Spanish uh, editions and they print it is like the, it's it's again because it's a story that's like classic so they print it a lot and they print it like you have the hardcover and the soft cover and the special one and the one when they put that story with other Batman shorts and I've got a lot of that even without knowing it's like oh I'm getting this book that has a lot of Batman stories like uh, like Batman Ego, for example, is like a short story, and and this one, and there's a couple more that are like the classics that are I don't know like fifty or even thirty pages long, but they like to print them, and I like to buy them. <laughs> so yeah, and and what I like about this book is that every time I revisit it, it gives me the same feeling of not knowing exactly what happened, and then I go online and start reading and there's a lot of theories and discussion about this book, mm-hmm. a lot of symbolism and this book has uh, a big influence into comic books going forward. So it's like a classic, even for 
from a learning point of view, learning from, from one of the best. And yeah, it, it's it's cool to see stuff that you probably missed the past, you know, five, six times. And you see like this new theory or some theory that you didn't find last time. And there's so much behind this book and it's really short. So it's also an easy reread. So I like that. And nice. I think that it's, it's, maybe it's not my favorite book, but it's the book that I probably read the most times. Yeah, for sure, man. That's really cool. And uh, where, where did you first come across it? Um, I think it was published locally, but it was published like, I don't know what was the the original version, but I think uh, that uh-huh. should probably be like like the the small book, like the floppy. Right. So I think it's it's a two part. If you do it in like yeah. a twenty page book, uh-huh. so when the local newspapers start publishing, they publish that, and I have that like the old ones, like the one like like the yeah. the floppy the two parter, and then they had like this all different publishing and you have the hardcover that is like with the behind the scenes and the and the art pages and i don't know what they put in there to make a book because that's really that's a a really short book for a for a trade but they put something in there and then there's like this as i mentioned like they do like a collection of dc's best stories and because this is really short that they are collecting stories like are like six issues or even 12 issues long they put other stories with it and you have like the killing joke and this one and this one and then you had like three or four short stories so this is like a new one and yeah i think that uh the first time i read it probably like 10 years ago even so mm. and is, a is, that, is that being published in uh, spanish or english yeah yeah no it's it's both and they have both, both yeah because right. First, when they publish it locally, it's in Spanish. Then of course, yeah. I've I've seen the the editions in Spain, and we get the, we get those over here. And then when right. I go when I went to the US, I probably have my own copy of of that book as a part of other stories. And even I I am pretty sure I have like a a hardcover, like it's a it's a beautiful edition, like a big one. And yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great book, a great story. Nice man. Um, and then uh, following that, what's the most meaningful comic to you? I think that because of where I'm at and how how I came uh, here and and the the most meaningful is like the the one that influenced me the most. And I think that this was Why the Last Man. Mm-hmm. And the book itself is really good. I love the story, and I remember buying this. Like I was, I was traveling in in the U.S. I got the first one because I I like the story. It was the the, the big ones, the, the the collection that is five books. Yeah. And I got the first one. I, I love the story. I was like, oh, I went. This seems cool because at, uh, up until then, I was only reading superheroes. And mm. yeah, Marvel DC. So I found this. This is a DC book. So I found this, and I was like, "Oh, this this seems cool. It's, it's, it's a great concept, interesting, and I'm going to read it." And I love it. And this was like, we had like a two week vacation, and it was on the first days. 
and the two weeks later I managed to not only read everything but also track each book so I can have it because I didn't have it. I went to a lot of stores, I went to libraries, I went to bookstores everywhere so I can find this book to continue reading and I ate it all up really, really quick. I was impressed, but I loved the story. I was reading it. I was obsessed. The The only thing, the only other book that has me obsessed like that was Invincible. I think that yeah. even before the series came out, I read like, the, I think there's 20 volumes, right? So I read them all. Like I was reading one volume a day and I was like crazy about that. But this this book, Why the Last Man, was the, the first one. And... Besides it being a great story, obviously it's from another time, so it has its, its stuff that probably doesn't hold as well as, as it was back then, but it's a great story. Um, the protagonist is kind of an asshole, but I was like, sure, secretly, <laughs> secretly rooting for him. Uh, we will have flaws. I, <laughs> I was uh, rooting for him. I was rooting for, for, for uh, Dr. Man and 355. I love I love those characters. Yeah. I love the story. And I love everything about that book. But um, other than the book, I think that that was the first time that I was reading something that looked like an indie book. And even if it wasn't uh, an indie book per se, because it's like DC, DC comic, it has indie all over it. It's a story about something different than superheroes. It's a human story. So it has this like fictional aspect behind it with all what hap- that happens in there but at the end of the day it's not about powers it's not about superheroes it's not about um uh, fantastic beings or sci-fi it's like it's a human story and it works because of the of the the work that brian does with those characters and that was really cool for me as a as someone that knew that wanted to be a writer or someone that was already Toying with the with the idea of, of becoming a writer, I think that was something that opened the world for me because I discovered that here in comics you can talk about anything you want, and I've been confirming yeah, that over and over when I read every kind of book that is not superheroes because even if you were talking about different characters or teams or or plots or anything, superhero books are pretty similar between each other. Mm-hmm. But then you see that in the comic books and you have books that are completely far away and they are uh, different. You have these God hates astronauts and you, you, you see, oh, this yeah. is like <laughs> it goes all the way into the fan but then you have other books like um, for example Blue and Green. This, that's a book I, I, I enjoyed a lot and it has like these themes about passion and and the ghost of your past. And you you talk about that and it feels like it's a book. And for me at the time, it was like, oh, this is like like a book. It's not a comic book. It, it feels more mature. And mm. then I, I discovered, oh, we have comic books that are not for 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 kids, for for teenagers. This book are this book can be read by everyone, but they are they have more adult stuff behind it. And I love that and I wanted to, to do that. I wanted to share stories that, that I created and that those were mine. I would love to do like like a, a character. So I, I think that everyone that is here in the comics community has 
this character that they, they want to write or want to play with in, in comics and that's that's great but knowing that I could write whatever I wanted and that I didn't have to uh, wait for Marvel DC to give me a job that was awesome and yeah, that inspired me to continue and continue and, and with with this mindset of everyone has an idea everyone can do a book you just have to share what you what you love and there's there's a, an audience for that as there is an audience for all these kind of books exactly man exactly uh, and speaking of kind of that really um what's the most underrated comic that you've read um there's this comic called one month to live that marvel published and i remember reading that when i was starting so this was one i think it was like a self-contained story and when i started with comics i was buying a lot of uh, self-contained stories i i tried to get away from like the long series because i wanted to see the end and then i i changed but at the time i was buying like oh i want to read like the the stories that have all of the issues or, or the one shots and i bought many one shots i was trying to buy like the the whole arcs and not uh, collect like like a normal person that gets a book and then you have to track the other book and then i discovered to to then i discovered that and i i love uh collecting books like you are tracking la, that number that you're missing but at the time I, I didn't so i i this book caught my attention because it's a, a trade i think it's four or five issues and it's about this this person that has one month to live a normal person but he gets powers and it's the struggle of someone that knows that his life is going to end but now has powers and what is he going to do with all, all this power and it's within the Marvel Universe. So he talks to, to Reed Richards. He talks to Captain America. He talks to Iron Man. And it was really cool. It was a, a really good story. I think that it it was kind of a, an indie book, but with Marvel characters in it, because this this thing of, of, of mortality and having powers, but not knowing what to do with them, it's, it feels like Marvel, but this one was a, a regular person. And... Yeah, this this book was great. I haven't read it since. I revisited it like a couple of months ago. I I got into this this uh, Substack conversation that people were asking for books that weren't talked about as much as they probably should, and this was my my choice. I, I remember this book. I was pretty excited by this book and. I don't know if it was because of the time that I wasn't on social media so much, but I didn't hear anyone talking about it and haven't uh, heard anyone mention it since then. So for me, it's this one, and I'll try to read it again. I've seen from people that, that remember it, like me, that this book was great, and I remember that, but it's been 10 years, so maybe right now it's not so great, but, but hmm. at least... I got this idea that this book is like a hidden gem in, in the Marvel 2010s. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm going to have to check it out. It's only like £5 on eBay over here. So, uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll give it a go and uh, let you know <laughs> what I think. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, I, I think it was a, a great book. It's It has a great theme attached to it. I think it's uh, Rick Remender. Yes, 
Yeah, yeah Rick Remender oh. and Stuart Moore. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure who the the complete team, but I know that this this was a. It was it was something that was supposed to, to be big, but well, it's a self-contained story within a universe that publishes like. 15 books a month so it was probably easily forgotten after it it uh, stopped uh, being in the shelves for sure man uh now coming on to our final question that is if you could only take one comic into the apocalypse which would it be yeah so here the this 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 is something that i i was like pretty sure (laughs) with the answer Mm -hmm. probably in, in there's some others that you can change it and yeah, it can be somewhat okay to change it, but here it's like this is a definitive answer, and, and it is the spectacular Spider-Man three ten by Chip Zdarsky that mm. they should have won an, an Eisner some some years ago. And this book is like, if you are a Spider-Man fan, if you like Spider-Man in any of its variations or anything, you need to read this book. It's like a mm. A book that shows who Spider-Man is and even beyond that and that's why I would take it to to the apocalypse like to a time where you know that you are going to feel many emotions and probably most of them will be negative and you will try to forget about who you are forget about doing good and trying to be like focused on survival but I think that this is a great book to remind everyone that loves superheroes, that loves comics, and that has grown loving, loving all of this, that there's there's a, an, an importance of people being good, what it means to be good, what it means to be a hero. It's like you don't have to save everyone. You have to do, do like, like a big feat. It's like you do something in your own home and you are helping, and that's the the idea of being a good person. So this book uses Spider-Man as a way of showing what a hero is. Um, and for people that love this stuff, it's, it's, it's great because I think that if we love heroes and we love the lessons and everything, it, it doesn't make any much sense to be an asshole in life. So uh, at least for me, it's like if you if you love all this stuff, but then you go outside and you do bad to others or you uh, misbehave or, I don't know, you throw trash into the, the floor. It's like you didn't learn anything. You wasted many years reading all of this because you didn't get the the, the positive stuff. And I think that this this comic, this it's a single issue. So mm. it's, it's, it's really short, but it brings everything that makes the superhero comics good and the lessons and the importance and you read it and you feel good you feel inspired you you say oh this is what i loved about superhero books besides the fighting besides the the plot twists besides anything it's like this is teaching me and this is telling me to be a better person to mm. keep trying when everything seems grim and I think that's nice. That's nice, and in the in the context of negative emotion, even if not in the apocalypse, but if if someone hearing this is going through a tough time, and you love this stuff and you want 
some inspiration or someone that says you are going to be okay if you are doing your best then you should be okay with yourself i think this is a great book to even for example get someone back into comics or just remind you like what made you fall in love with with comic books i think it's pretty powerful and i think there's a reason why this single issue won won the eisner award because it's no doubt. it's powerful. and it has a really cool cover as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, the cover is <laughs> has a great cover. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember, I remember buying this book. It was a New Year Comic Con, mm. um, and it was the the same or the same year this book was was. Uh, no, it was. I think it was in San Diego, and the book just received the award like that Friday, and, right. and I was looking for the book, but I was losing hope because it was Sunday. And no one had a book because obviously it is an award-winning book. It was already treated as something more valuable. But then I was like going through the through, through a stack of books. Those that are like, oh, you can get each of these books like two dollars, and people just want to uh, sell those books so they don't have to take them back to to their own state. And I was I was moving through that big pile of books. It's like you have laid da- laid down in there. It's, there's no order. There's no alphabetical order. Nothing. It's like you have a big pile of books. And I was going through that pile, and I found this book. And I even found I think it was like almost the complete run by Chip Zdarsky in the Spectacular Spider-Man, and I bought everything. <laughs> and it was like two two dollars a book. And this book, like it, it was better than cover price. And it's in excellent condition, so I love it. I have it there. I I read it the, yesterday, and it's it's a great book. I think that as I mentioned earlier with uh, the Tom Taylor, the friendly neighborhood of Spider-Man, this run was also um, not talked about enough because it's the spectacular Spider-Man. Something else is happening in Amazing, and people are also people are only looking at Amazing. But mm. what Chip did with Spider-Man, I think he gets the character. He's really, mm-hmm. really good with, with these characters that are like in a internal conflict. So <laughs> the mm. Spider-Man, Daredevil, Batman, it's like he's, he's really, really good with this. And, and he understands the conflict. He understands the the meaning of these characters. And, and he's he's a great writer of, of, of these, these characters. So... I love all the run and this this issue that is like a a one shot. It's like um, something independent for from everything else that he he did yeah. in the spectacular Spider-Man. You can read it a lot and it's a self-contained story. It's really great. I can That's say awesome. you know good things about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, what weapon, tool, or useful item would you like to take into the apocalypse with you as well? Yeah, I think that here uh, the um, well, I was mentioning earlier about the the air quality and having all that like smoke and that stuff. So I'm not exactly sure on what is like the the correct tool, but I was thinking of kind of a mask, like something of an oxygen or something like that that will help the the people in there breathe. Uh, fresh air because as i mentioned i'm not too worried about the lava and and like the initial blast but i'm worried about the long-term effects and i 
I've seen enough the documentaries about like, the end of the world and what happened with dinosaurs and stuff that <laughs> I know that here the problem is not the lava, but the problem is the ashes that are going to cover the planet and stay there for, I don't know, like 500 years and even more. So <laughs> yeah. hopefully they don't stay that like too much because I'm not willing to live to 500. But at least if they are in the skies, have it some kind of air purifier or a kind of a tool, maybe like, like I said, like the mask that that uh, makes the earth the air better for for the people. And I think that's how we survive. That's a great idea, man. Really cool. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, Oscar Asario, thank you so much for sharing your comics with the apocalypse. It's uh, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. No problem at all. Um, and uh, are you going to be attending any comic cons this year at all? Yeah, yeah. Well, not as a as a writer, unfortunately, but I'm going to San Diego. Uh, that's the, the right. closest one. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping I can get to New York too. I like to go to those, like, the big ones. And, yeah, hopefully also this is my last time going as a fan. And mm. this year I get to go as a as a pro. <laughs> Fingers sure, crossed. man. Yeah, you bet. That'd be fantastic. And uh, you know, I, I hope to make it to New York Comic Con one day um, at some point. So I'll be sure to ask if you're going when uh, when I'm going. And uh, it'd be great to meet you in person. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I'm Absolutely. always excited to to meet people I see online because I'm here in Peru and like kind of far yeah. away from from the community. <laughs> but every time I go in there, I'm really excited. I try to go meet creators, meet other fans, other peers that are excited to about comics because I think that unites us as a community. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. And uh, yeah, no, thanks again, Oscar. And uh, yeah, you're welcome back on the show anytime. Yeah, thank you so much. Excellent. You take care. You too. Bye. On today's episode, I speak to comic book writer Oscar Osorio about what comics he would take into a super volcano eruption apocalypse. But before we get into it, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Comic Scene, where you can read comic news and become part of a community of fellow comic lovers. To find out more, be sure to visit comicscene.org. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Thanks again to Oscar for being on Comics for the Apocalypse today. It was an absolute pleasure. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave a review for us on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but I believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. If you'd like to check out Oscar's work or follow him on social media, those links are in the show notes along with all our own links to the various areas of the internet. Speaking of which, if you haven't already, be sure to visit Comic Scene's website at comicscene.org for comic news and other fun to sequential art stuff and finally as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the near future i'll see you next time bye for now (laughs) 